You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. here, host of the Interning 101 podcast on the Jabber Jaw Network. So as many of you know, Interning 101 is a book initially. Now it's a podcast. Uh, The first half is my journey uh, going from being a kid from Heartland, Wisconsin, who knew no one in my field of choice, the music industry, um, to eventually having my name on the cover of Billboard and running management companies and you know, traveling the world with countless artists. So obviously there were a lot of steps in between. And then the second half of the book is really specific skills, whether that's fair or not, uh, that may be required of interns at modern business internships that are often impossible to teach in the classroom. So what we're doing with these mini episodes is delving into some of the concepts uh, in the book, Interning 101, Uh, We're definitely getting into all of that with the guests, but at the same time, I want you to hear from the guests and not just knowledge and experience from me. So for those of you that are interested in that, that's what these mini episodes are for. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about why I wrote Interning 101, what an internship is, what it isn't, uh, just kind of as a general overview to delve into the world of Interning 101. To begin, let's talk about expectations around internships, what an internship is, what it isn't. I feel like I see a lot of misconceptions there with students. To me, an internship is your foot into the real world. It's part of your education. You should treat it like a class. You should budget for it, whether it's paid or not, because there are so many crucial things to pick up at your internships that are impossible to be taught in the classroom. And that can be something as simple as wardrobe. I speak at countless universities across the country and I see students in sweatpants and baseball caps and stuff like that, which is totally fine. I used to wear that stuff to class too. Uh, But even in a casual setting, you know, a casual industry like the music industry where we wear t-shirts and jeans, you're probably not gonna wear sweats to, Uh, the office. And you also don't want to wear like a suit and tie to a music office usually. So figuring that stuff out, you know, learning how to interview. I was terrified for my first ever interview. And uh, through the years, I ended up loving job interviews, uh, which is, you know, not normal for a young person. So the more you can, you know, learn these things, you know, at at as young of age as possible, the better. Because, you know, so many people are figuring out like how to shake someone's hand at age 22, 23, how to send an email and not forget a subject line, um, being mindful of fonts and making sure emails are short and to the point. We'll, we'll get into email on another mini episode, that's for sure. And a really, really crucial part of interning is starting to develop, build, and be aware of your network, both online and off. Now, Assuming you're a college student, you're actually building your network from day one. My first ever music industry class in college when I was 17 years old, there was a guy named Craig sitting next to me. And 15 years later, Craig lives in my neighborhood in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and I see him all the time. So 
you know, you, you are building that network, but you're also expanding it into the professional realm because no offense to our beloved educators, they are an education world. There's plenty of connected professors and people in academia, don't get me wrong, but obviously you want to expand your network into people that are actively working in your field of choice every day. So we're going to have another mini episode all about networking. And, you know, obviously in 2018, we have the advantage of Twitter, LinkedIn, social media. So in-person networking is crucial, but there's also kind of more fun ways to follow up than, than there were in the pre-digital age. Now, hopefully this is changing by all the information uh, we're putting out there. But in my experience working with students, the expectations of an internship or what they're going to get out of it is one, if I intern at a company long enough, I'll get hired. And or two, if an employer sees an internship on my resume, I will get hired. So let me talk about those two assumptions that probably parents have too um, from an employer's perspective. So one, if I intern at a company long enough, I'll get hired. Look, if you want to be like a booking agent in the music industry and you know you want to work at High Road Touring and that's your dream, sure, go out to California, intern your butt off, you know, connect with the agents there and hopefully... You've made yourself indispensable enough, and we'll talk about that probably another time. But hopefully there's a job opening when you need one. But if you want to be an agent and you're so convinced that's what you want to be, I actually would encourage you to go intern at High Road, intern at a big agency, you know, like William Morris or CAA, go intern for like a two-person agency. You should get a variety of experiences. And frankly, if you want to be a music agent, go work on the promoter side as well, because interning is such an awesome opportunity to understand what it's like on the other side of the phone or the other side of email. Uh, for me, I was ride or die music industry, but I didn't know what I wanted to do within the music industry. I did like seven internships as an undergrad, which is a little crazy. We'll delve into that in the next mini episode. But my point is, if you know what you want to do or you don't want to do, interning is a great way to figure it out. And if you're like, I, if I just intern like crazy at this one place, I'll get a job. If they're not hiring, you're limiting yourself. So even if you know what you want to do within your specific field, go out and intern at as many places as possible because if you end up working at William Morris, I, I, I don't want to be negative about what it's like to be an assistant there, but my point is it's a job, you know, and it's, and you're, it, you have a, a foot into the industry. You know, like when I was a kid, I thought I was going to work for the band Oasis that ended up not being my path at all. And I'm just as happy and just just as successful. So I want you to go for your dreams, but I also, also want to live in reality. And I think most people understand that, like I said, you can intern like crazy and they could love you and you could be amazing. But if there's not a job opening, there's not a job opening. So assumption number two, if an employer sees an internship on my resume, I'll get hired. So I've dealt with this firsthand, actually at the intern level. I had a student apply once who had amazing internships on his resume. At, he had interned for South by Southwest. He had interned at C3, which is an awesome promoter in Austin. I just thought, great, this is awesome. Like, I'm sure he'll be interested in higher level things. 
it became very apparent to me very fast that he had kind of like just sat at those internships and hadn't really absorbed really much knowledge from either experience. And and we really had to start him out at level zero. So that's okay. But just know that if you think that you're going to get a job because there's an internship on your resume, if you haven't gained all the things that we're teaching you to gain from an internship, in particular skills and a network, you're not going to get hired. Because the Cliff's Notes version of the Interning 101 book is to make yourself indispensable. That is advice I was given as an undergrad that is not given out as often or really at all anymore. And I know that because I asked students. The advice students do seem to be getting, which is bad, (laughs) is to be proactive. We're going to do another mini episode on being proactive, but it's difficult to be proactive if you haven't mastered Um, the skills and you haven't kind of picked up the nuances of the business environment that that you're working in. So, you know, I didn't do seven internships in college because I was like, oh, my resume is going to be so long and so great. Quite the opposite. I've never used my resume in, in my adult career because all those internships and experiences all led to the next thing in my career. So again, like building that network is really crucial. And we will get more specific on how to build your network and not be, you know, too in people's faces or, or to be more outgoing when you should be. Um, It's certainly a balance for everyone. So we'll definitely do a mini episode on networking. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of that one time on tour, part of the sound talent media podcast network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Similar to what an internship is and what it isn't is expectations that you know, one might understandably have when they land an internship and then, you know, their expectations of of what they're going to do. You know, I talk about this because I interviewed the CEO of a, of like an awesome, huge independent music publishing company. And when he was an intern at a major label a long time ago, when he was making copies of Janet Jackson's recording contract, he wasn't like, oh, this sucks. Why am I going to college to make copies? He read those agreements. So again, it's not just like, it's not, your intern tasks are super important because they plug into the bigger picture and I guarantee you that they do. And you should think about how they plug into the bigger picture. And if you can't figure out how the tasks do plug into the bigger picture, choose a quiet time at the end of the day, even better at the end of the week to ask your supervisor. So an example of that in my world is we at Collective Entertainment start interns out on like level zero tasks. And to me, that is like updating our our contact database in which in our intern manifesto document, which is what turned into the interning 101 book, I say, please copy and paste everything always, you know, when you're doing database entries. And if I was typing out email addresses, I would definitely make typos. So this is like a really good habit and skill to learn. And so you could, you know, look at it being like, oh, this sucks. You know, I'm not going to college to like update a database. Or you could, one, do the task right, um, because if you don't follow the instructions of copy and pasting, um, a week later, when I go to copy and paste that email address myself and pitch one of our artists to that person, which I'm really mindful about when we pitch things, 
Um, I think like Tuesday late morning is ideal, assuming it's a normal business week. Um, if I get a bounce back later in the day and I'm already at a meeting and then the next day is Wednesday, suddenly that artist pitch is going out the next week and that is delaying our artist's career in business. So you could look at it like, oh, this sucks or understand how it plugs into the bigger picture. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily benefit you, although it does, because if you're an awesome intern, that's what's going to help you, you know, help me recommend you for a job. Whereas if you're creating a frustrating situation or wasting our time because you didn't follow instructions, that's, it's going to be difficult for me to recommend you to other employers. So, but what you can get out of it, even if that's not enough for you, uh, is read, well, first, always read emails from the bottom up. That's something I still do as an executive. And that's something I loved doing as an intern, because you start to pick up industry terms, you start to figure out who people are, what they do, how they communicate. And then if I think this person is important enough to retain their information for our database, you should Google and see who they are, see what they're all about, follow them on Twitter, Um, Again, like I wasn't able to follow people on Twitter 15 years ago or whatever. I just was like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, I knew who Matt Hickey was because I started working with him when I was in college. But it's like, okay, that's who Matt Hickey is. That's who this promoter is. That's who that person is. So again, you could look at it it like updating a database sucks, making copies of Janet Jackson's uh, recording contract sucks, or you can glean the information uh, that are in those emails and in those contracts. And and that's that's a huge way to grow and learn. Above and beyond that, and we talked about this a little bit, interning is an awesome opportunity not only to figure out what you want to do, but also what you don't want to do. Because we can all dream of what we want to be when we grow up. But if you don't go out into the field and experience that, you could be 22, 23 years old and be like, oh my gosh, this is not what I thought it was at all. And, you know, it depends on the degree. Obviously, technical degrees tend to lead to technical things. But, you know, statistically, your degree doesn't really matter. In fact, I just met with someone who is a music industry major from my program at Northeastern. He's working for Citibank. He's actually like happy with that because he's doing like, I can't, he was so smart. I can't even like describe what he does, but he also applies it to music and and other things. So my point is don't get so hung up on your degree. I mean, get your degree because statistically that's really important for you financially and in the long term, like people are going to need that minimum bachelor's. But at the same time, um, don't just sit in the classroom and think, oh, okay, I have this degree. And this is what my career is going to be like when I'm 22, 23. You have no idea until you get out there and explore the field. So again, that's what's so key about interning is just getting out in the field. Again, I consider this to be part of your education, part of your coursework. So please bundle it in however you are paying for school whether it is scholarships, loans, grants, probably a combination of all three, figure figure out doing at least one internship. Two would be great. So you have something to contrast it and build it into your educational plan. But we'll do another mini episode on internships and money because it's obviously super important and also a very controversial issue. So that's you know my overview of these interning 101 mini episodes. In the next mini episode, we're going to dive deep into kind of my background and story. And like I said, as we go, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of uh, internship skills and expectations. If you're feeling lost, I'm not just saying this as a plug. That's what the intern, like if you're an intern in an internship right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot figure out what they're trying to do and no one was helping me, check out the interning 101 book. It's not that long, but skip to the second half and it's going to 
you know, give you a lot of basics and, and hopefully be supportive to your current internship situation. So we're going to get into all of that. Um, but today was an overview of the mini episodes and what an internship is, what it isn't. And in the next episode, we will go, we'll go back in the day uh, to my interning days. And we're going to do that with, with Brian Viglione of the Dresden Dolls on, on the show. His episodes are coming up, I believe, episode four and five off the top of my head. But at the same time, Brian's an amazing musician, and I want to hear about him and his perspective. So the next mini episode will be me talking about my internships the stuff that I was scared of, the things that made me cry, the things that I succeeded in. And hopefully that's helpful to you in your journey. So thank you so much. This is the first ever Interning 101 mini episode on the Jabberjaw Network. Thanks so much for listening to the Interning 101 podcast. I'm your host, Emily White. You can follow us anytime over on Twitter at Interning101, as well as on our website, interning101.com. I'm on Twitter at at EMWizzle. Hit us up anytime if you have questions, comments, guest suggestions, or just want to get something off your mind. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.